This is episode number 65 with Dr. Barbara Schwark, CEO of Clear Intentions International, who has been helping people get unstuck and make powerful, lasting life changes for over 20 years. Dr. Schwark is an award-winning, dual certified coach with extensive academic training in psychology, management, spirituality, and kinesiology. Through her extensive training, she created her unique neuro-emotional coaching, a cutting-edge coaching tool rooted in neuroscience, emotional intelligence with their implications for leadership, and the Muscle Testing 101 app, which is a tool for people who want to learn how to use kinesiology. What's interesting is that Dr. Schwark and I share some of the same influences. We have Bob Proctor, my mentor and inspiration behind the work I started with youth coming on our next episode, number 66, and Dr. Schwark, like me, has studied his work along with many others. She's used her technique to successfully coach more than a thousand CEOs, professionals, family business owners, and thought leaders who want to be effective leaders, strong performers, clear communicators, and difference makers. In her private coaching practice, clients work with her on topics like anxiety, depression, self-esteem, relationships, and personal growth. Last week, Dr. Schwark and I spoke on a video conference, and she's located right now in Israel, and she wanted to demonstrate her work before we did this interview. I'm a firm believer in reading energy, even if you're not in the same room with someone. You can just feel it. And Dr. Schwark is the most advanced person at this skill that I've ever seen. Through a Zoom video, she was able to tap into my energy field and find a few areas where my subconscious or my non-conscious mind was holding me back. Once we identified these two areas of work, we named them and we tamed them. And we talked about this just last episode with Greg Wolcott. He's working on the skill in the schools with students. And this showed me that no matter how much work we're doing on ourselves, there's always something we can do to improve. Welcome, Barbara. It's so nice to see you again. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the, on the show, Andrea. My pleasure. Absolutely. This is exciting. And, and the excitement just keeps going because uh, I started posting that, you know, you're coming up this week. And one of my best friends from high school is being personally mentored by you. And she's out in Cyprus. She's, uh, she's in Cyprus and uh, I'm in Israel and we met A few months ago, um, she was a participant in a seminar that I took, Inside Seminars, and um, and that's how we got connected to each other. Well, it's a small world because uh, here we are, you're in Israel right now, I'm in Arizona, and one of my good friends sends me a message saying, I can't believe you know Dr. Schwark and she's going to be on your podcast. She was raving about the breakthroughs that she's personally had. So um, thanks for all the work you're doing. I'm so excited to just kind of dive deep into some of the, the ideas that you've been working with people with uh, the corporate world and see if people can take some of these ideas to apply to their daily life right now. Absolutely. So just diving into our questions, Barbara, what do you think is at the root of becoming a stronger performer or a leader and to be able to communicate with clarity and effectiveness? Well, um, first of all, Andrea, I think that's a really good question because I think a a lot of people have that kind of question. And in my experience, the root of becoming a stronger performer leader and 
you know, with that comes all the great things that leader, leaders do or they have or they be are your, are your beliefs, the beliefs about yourself. And our beliefs are like a code that are imprinted on, into our consciousness. We've known this for thousands of years because when we look at literature, when we, uh, when we listen to songs, uh, we, we've known this is not new to us. But now neuroscience is catching up to it. And neuroscience is actually saying, yes, it's actually true. So we know that negative beliefs create an imprint on our neuroplasticity. And if the negativity about your beliefs, let's say about being a great leader, is the majority of what you're believing, then that's what you're going to experience in one way or another. Um, what we believe about, about ourselves has direct impact on who we are, what we do, and what we have. So for me, that is the sort of like the bottom line. Take a look at your beliefs. Sometimes um, it's not so easy for us to access them because they're subconscious. But some of the ones that we can actually access, we can take a look and we can decide, do they work for us? Or is there something that we want to do about them to change them? So what was interesting to me is I had a belief that I wasn't aware of. So can you just talk about how you dove in and found a belief that was probably affecting my results? How do you do that with somebody? Um, so first of all, um, I, I listen. So I listen to what you have to say. I listen to your um, to you energetically. I use my intuition and I sort of, uh, listen to your words very intently, which, by the way, it was um, something that I wanted to talk a little bit about later, but it's, a, it's one of the, the, the skills that you can actually practice that will help you really become a better leader or, or a, a better um, a manager, and it also will help you with your emotional intelligence. So I, I listen, and then I, you know, I use muscle testing to, to sort of confirm what my intuition is telling me. And then basically, you know, I had you make an assertion about a belief. And when the muscle testing shows um, a, either it's either weak or strong, right then and there, it's kind of like your own personal lie detector. It shows you whether you are fully in alignment with that particular belief about yourself, or if there's, you know, something um, that is not aligning for you. So you're not really you know, you're not entirely congruent with it. And then, you know, I move into my technology to sort of remedy that and get you aligned with your belief. And so that we can, um, you can have a different basis. So, you know, my, my whole thing is always, um, there's a lot of methodologies out there that will help you become a better leader. But for me, the most effective way is to just go take a deep dive and look at what is unconsciously, um, what is your source? What do you believe about yourself? And then if we can get to that and we can quickly change it, you will have faster results because you don't have to work so hard. You know, you don't have to, you know, run up the hill and say, yes, I'm a better leader. Yes, I'm a better, better leader. I can do it. I can do it. When uh, deep down underneath, you're still kind of like not buying into it. Mm -hmm. It's that integration that I think is so important. Like when I think about people who've had quantum leaps in success. They've gone from maybe one level. I even think about our mentor, Bob Proctor. His seminars were doing well, doing well. Then he, by chance, was asked to do this movie, The Secret, that 
skyrocketed their company. It went from small seminars to now they're a full-fledged production company. And so for him, I know he had these tools to grow into the new experience that he was going through, but not everybody uh, integrates the new belief or the new quantum leap that they took. So can you just talk about that for a second of how, what would somebody do? Suddenly the results are bam, totally different place. Now what? Well, um, it's a, it's a good question. So if you look at all the people that were in the secret, um, for some of them, that really was the, the launch pad of their career. They had been doing this for a long time and they just, you know, they, their career just really took off. There's uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, there's uh, Bob Proctor, uh, and there a few others, but not everybody, you know, not everybody um, had that same uh, experience about their career. So you really have to, um, you have to really be present. So if your results are all of a sudden skyrocketing and you're having incredible sales and you haven't really laid the foundation and perhaps you don't even really believe in your worthiness uh, and your ability to maintain that, then your universe, once again, is just going to show to you what your reality is. But if you're continuously um, you know, you are working on yourself and you continuously uh, strengthen that belief that you're worthy and that you that you deserve this and this is good for you and you want this, then I think um, it's a different story. So, and it also, it matters, what is your motivation? What is your intention? So if you listen to Bob, yeah, uh, it's not just all about making money. It's really about uh, fulfillment and, and being who you are and doing what you love uh, in, a, in the very best way and impacting more people than you can impact. So, you know, his empire is, keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger because he wants to touch more people. And so therefore, by default, he's making more money because he wants to touch more people. So it's like the cycle of abundance. He gives, he receives, he gives and receives, and he keeps working on himself and takes it, you know, to a higher level and to the next level and to a next level and to the next level. So um, he has a really good model of, of how to uh, work and use all those teachings um, that are available to us and make it work for him uh, and, you know, pull other people in so that they can benefit from it. Absolutely. Um, think about a corporation too with these ideas. So how exactly would you suggest leaders engage their employees and create stronger teams or become a champion of positive change with these ideas? So I think the key word is emotional intelligence. Uh, and, you know, what is emotional intelligence? It's just really a fancy word or a concept that deals with processing emotion. Um, again, you know, we've known about this, but then, you know, somebody comes along and they write about a concept that really makes sense. And then the corporations sort of get behind it and try to implement it. In the case of leaders, you know, emotional intelligence, it's, it's about being able to be with your employees and to be with their emotions and to help them, to guide them, uh, to, to help them understand their processes, their emotion, um, and use the emotions in a powerful way. So, you know, there's a lot of change um, that we're experiencing, especially right now with uh, uh, Corona and and a lot of the challenging things that are going on in the United States right now. So um, when I have good 
understanding and a, a good way to encourage my employees to elevate their emotional intelligence, you know, ultimately what that means is that I'm being empathetic and that I'm allowing them to have a human experience, which includes emotions, while they're working in the corporations to move, you know, something forward. And with that comes skills like um, I can be empathetic, I can listen, I have social engagement, I have awareness, I have acceptance, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's the, the kind of gentler, softer side of a corporation where in the past, I think we would have said, you know, if I focus on those soft skills, then my, my company is not really making money. But when you look at the research, when you look at employee engagement, and when you look at emotional intelligence, it over and over and over shows that the companies that embrace emotional intelligence will grow faster because think about it. When you're in love, are you more likely to come to work and you're happy and you're like, you know, maybe you have a spring in your step and be more productive than when you're sad and you're upset and you're not liking your work, you're not going to be as productive because you don't, you just don't have the energy or just don't feel like you're wanting to engage. So happier employees will move the company forward. And just while we're at it, um, there was another study that was done and, and the study looked at what is it that employees most want and it's not the money that they're interested in. Yes, sure, it's, diff uh, it's nice to, to be compensated well. More often, employees are looking for thank you, encouragement, gratitude, acceptance, uh, appreciation because again, that's what makes us feel good. And it will uh, allow um, the leader uh, you know, or the department to move the company forward uh, faster and maybe in a more fulfilling way. Yeah, when you, when you were talking, I was just thinking about a corporation I worked with where it was an incredible experience. All of our team members had some leeway with what we were allowed to do. We showed up and we did our job, but we were actually allowed to leave and go exercise. And we did that as a team. We had all of us jumped into someone's car, we all went to the gym halfway through the day and exercised. And I'm telling you, this was like, we all gelled as teammates. It was definitely all of our jobs that we look back and say, that was the best experience we ever had. But you know, that doesn't happen in every corporation. It didn't happen ever again. You know, thinking about that from a, a manager point of view, uh, when you go in, do you talk about, um, you know, the individual employee, like we talk about individual students? Do you uh, talk about what individuals need to be successful in a corporation? It, absolutely. So, you know, we're all different and we're unique, even though we're, we have a similar experience and we're the same. So it's important that, that a manager will understand that uh, one employee can't be managed the same way than, a, than another employee. It's like, you know, if you're a parent and you have three children or at least two children, you know that you can't talk to, you know, your children the same way that, you know, they're different. They're different individuals. And as a manager, um, you know, this is where, you know, coaching comes in. It's like you learn the nuances on how to manage your employees. One of the things that I tell my um my uh, coaching, my executive coaching clients, that it's very, very important that it takes some time to get to know um, their key employees. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I coach people and they have 
500, 1,000 people that they, or, or maybe even more that they manage. And, you know, you can't, you can't have a scorecard on every single one of them. It's just not manageable. But you can take your key employees and you can write down uh, some important things. And I say to them, you know, find out how they like to be communicated with. Find out what's important. Um, do they um, do they need this kind of support or do they need to um, just every once in a while you check in with them or maybe they need more of a connection with you and so that you can support them in the best way. So, you know, there's the employee that uh, will show up from nine to five and then, you know, five o'clock the employee goes home because they really need that sort of strong, you know, framework. And then there's other employees, you know, they need, you know, 12 hours and within those 12 hours, they will get that done. And when you ask them to be at work at nine o'clock, exactly on the dot, uh, it will be stifling for them. Mm-hmm. So as a manager, we really want to develop those personal relationships and so that we can understand um, what our employees need and uh, what do we need to do and so that we can champion them and so that, that they will feel that they can put their best foot forward. And, um, you know, some of the companies, I mean, high tech, like look at Google, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to Google. We, I used to live in Pittsburgh, so we, we have Google in Pittsburgh and you go there and they have everything that you can imagine from uh, lots of different places to eat to um, a place where you can play music and you, they have a gym and, you know, it's all about being creative so that when you um, find yourself in a tight spot or you need to connect with people or you need some new ideas, you can, you know, there's different ways for you to do that while you're on the premise and, and you don't have to leave and go outside to, uh, you know, to be, be more creative or, you know, get a, a, a shot of creativity. So yes, absolutely. And I think a lot of people go uh, and become entrepreneurs uh, because they just uh, have a different rhythm and they need different things and they can't see themselves in the corporation. So that, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you, uh, you can you can have some of those things or create some of those things. Although there's a caveat to that. I think the millennials are changing the way the corporate work worlds because they're much more demanding about me time and, you know, benefits and, and having more of those, um, you know, those, that flexibility that you just talked about. Absolutely. When we were talking earlier, I was asking about how you tapped into some of the areas I needed work on. How do you find that works in the corporate world? Some of these strategies, do you think it's well received now or better received than it was maybe 20 years ago when I first started hearing about some of these techniques? Yeah, so absolutely. I remember having my first experience with a Fortune 50 company and I was all excited because I'm like here I had this incredible tool you know and I wanted to do good so I was working with uh, one of the high 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 SVP at this company and um, they were okay because they they liked me and they trusted me but yet it was you know they shared that experience with HR and HR came then to me so I think I think 20 years ago it was more difficult Nowadays, there's more and more and more people that uh, do energy work and they talk about emotional intelligence. And so it's, it's more receptive. And I think the mistake I made when I um, started this work is that I didn't know how to prepare my clients uh, for, for this kind of work because I was new to it. And 
they were expecting a sort of more traditional executive coach and here I came and I wanted to muscle test them. And uh, in the end, it, it was powerful for them because again, you know, when we, we have the opportunity to really find out what, what our core beliefs are and we can change them and adjust them, it produces powerful results. So I learned a lesson that I had to prepare my clients and I had to give it, I had to give them option if they wanted to do neuroemotional coaching with me or not. And today I find that most people come to me because of it. You know, they are, they want quick results, they want deep results. Uh, and that's the kind of coaching that I offer. So if somebody just wants uh, something else, then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not their person. And that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because you, you did it very quickly with me and and it was an obvious thing that I knew about it. It wasn't like a, it surprised me. It was something like, oh, that makes sense. Right. So for somebody that um, that wants to learn more about your work, uh, is the best way to go to clearintentions.net. And what, what are you offering right now? What are the programs you've got going on your, on your agenda right now? Yeah, so the best way to um, to get in touch with me is through my website, clearintentions.net. Um, if there's anybody listening right now that wants to have some more information about, you know, neuroemotional intelligence, uh, I actually wrote my own model and have written a bunch of articles. You know, I, the easiest way for me to uh, connect with you is if you sign up for the newsletter and, and, and put the name of the podcast and the episode um, in the subject matter, and then I'll make sure that you get it. But right now what I'm offering, and I'm super, super, super excited about it. We are, I'm, t I'm teaming up with somebody from Germany who's actually from Bulgaria. And uh, together we're doing a three months coaching group and we have three different groups going on. And uh, one group is, you know, more for professionals who want to, you know, maybe take their career to the next level and, um, maybe work on their business. And then we have a group for uh, individuals who want to work on personal things. And then we ha we're going to do a group for teens because right now I think it's super important that the teens get some extra support. So it's a three months coaching group. And the group is all about teaching you um, how to manifest things and how to identify your beliefs and how to change your beliefs. So there will be a combination of I'm going to be working with people individually and I'm going to be working within the group. There's going to be homework. Um, it's very structured. I was born and raised in Germany. So I bring that to the table, uh, but it's going to be, um, I'm going to take people through a process that will be, that you will be able to repeat. And so once you've been in the group and you did this for three months, you'll be able to say, aha, I um, I was able to lose weight and now I'm going to take my business to the next level or, um, you know, I want to have a better relationship with my spouse uh, and here's what I did. And so now I'm going to have a better relationship with my mother. So I want people to walk away with a formula that they can, that they can use for the rest of their life uh, and so that they can, um, you know, take themselves selves to the next level, to the next level, to the next level. Uh, and in the process, we're going to change a lot of beliefs, uh, clear, out a lot, clear out a lot of uh, clutter, you know, in our uh, subconscious uh, and, um, you know, have an amazing, have amazing experience and have the support. 
And what's super exciting, you know, the other day I did um, a free coaching. Uh, I, I, every Sunday I, I did a free coaching session uh, that was open to anybody. We had, a, uh, we had all three religions on the call, okay? And I was like amazed on how deep the work went. We talked about, you know, being alive, uh, being congruent with, you know, really, really, really fu being fully alive. And we had a Muslim on the call. We had an Orthodox Jew on the call. We had an Orthodox Christian on the call. And it was like, wow, you know, we are all one. We are all the same, regardless of our cultures, our experiences, our religions. And um, we already have people from, you know, Switzerland, from the United States, from Israel, from Cyprus, like people from all over the world will be coming together. It's a limited group. It's only 12 people. So if you're interested, go to my website. You can sign up. You can learn about it. It's called What's Next? And, you know, sign up for my newsletter. There's a bunch of uh, other goodies that you can find on my website. So I hope you stay in touch. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate everything that you've done for me. Just this quick meeting just last week, I've met you and suddenly I feel like we're, we're good friends now. So thank you so much for, for everything. I'll continue to share your work as you come up with new programs because I firmly believe in what you're doing. Thanks so much, Barbara. Thank you so much, Andrea. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episode. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com.